Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Radiant Black Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about Radiant Black and all things Masterverse. Today, in particular, we're going to be talking about the dead lucky number nine. I'm your host, Bash, and I'm joined by my friends and my fellow hosts, Charlie, Matt, and Firefly slash Addy. You always put your name Firefly, and I get yeah. confused. So that's just that's just how it is here. on StreamYard. Yeah, I should I should probably change it, but um, yeah, I'm doing well. It's exciting to be back on the pod. It's been a while. So uh, hopefully the lucky number nine is the first step and, you know, things start get get going again. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing well here too. Um, get, good to have you back on, on here. Um, talking dead lucky. Um, kind of not, not going to lie, going through this issue. Um, I know it's not confirmed, but just, just thinking about the end of the series kind of got me a little bummed uh, thinking about this. Just just been loving it so much. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll hear more about that. Um, but, yeah, I can't wait to dive into this one. How are you doing, Matt? Good. Uh, it's been a wild day. I'm never taking a nap after drinking a French vanilla again. Got some wild dreams, <laughs> like near-death experience, the whole nine yards. It was wild. So, you know, keeping it real. We got dead lucky. It feels like it's been – these are like the least amount of Massive first titles we've gotten in a long time, right? It's just been a push for Infernal Girl Reds Kickstarter, which – was funded, which is fantastic. And now we get Dead Lucky to hold us over before this Catalyst War continues. So yeah, uh, Dead Lucky's been pretty good and I'm excited to talk about it. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited to chat Dead Lucky with all the guys. It feels good because I feel like we've talked about this before, but there's been a massive verse drought, um, just a break, trying to sh- shine some light on Inferno Go Red. And like Matt said, it was funded. So congratulations to everyone. Congratulations to the community. Pat yourself on the back. Everyone came together in such an amazing way. Um, it was nice to see. And without further ado, let's dive into the issue. I'll give you the creative team and we'll talk about it. So the creative team in this issue, as usual, we've got writer and co-creator Melissa Flores. We've got uh, uh, artist and I think co-creator, yes, French Carlo Magdo. And then colorist Mattia Yocono. Uh, letterer, of course, Becca Carey. And editor Michael Basuto. And the cover by the amazing Rod Rice. Yeah. Um, cover. Yeah. Did- Kind of is is this? It might be my favorite cover in the series, or one of them. It's it's freaking yeah, it's up there. I was, yeah, always. Yeah. it was super excited to get into this issue for sure. I like that. There's there's another one they revealed. It might be like issue eleven or twelve. Like that recently online. That I think is my favorite dead lucky cover. Uh, we'll get to it, I guess, I, in a couple of weeks. But yeah, I don't know if I've seen that one yet. Okay, it's it's popping. Not to shame That's this good. one because this one's friggin' dynamic as hell. Like uh, I really dig it. Uh, Rice has a really cool style. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we start the issue again with another flashback and it's particularly interesting. Like last issue, we end up, you know, in a well, we end the issue with someone laying in a tub of, of, uh, of you know, power, power drugs and shit. And this issue, we start with a flashback. So I'm just saying, is this one long, strange trip or <laughs> or with uh, what's his name? Uh, Pyre in the desert. And we, we, we get the 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 extended part of his origin this time. So last time we saw how the helicopter exploded and how the chemicals basically got into them and what might have triggered the, the development of those powers. And this time we see that he survives the crash, even though he has some severe burns on his skin, looks like some second or even third degree burns. He crawls out of the desert, very epic moment, you know, hence just coming out of the the, the, the the sand like that. And that's where he's, of course, gunned down by some <laughs> military military uh i don't even know if they're mercenaries or military i'm just gonna assume they're military he's just gunned down by some guys who panic at the sight of him honestly it is pretty creepy what'd you guys think of this 
<laughs> yeah, they, they they weren't much help there. Uh, yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind of just what the like they yeah they they could have helped the guy, but no, right away, what the hell is that? Just start just start uh, laying fire to this thing. Um, but do you guys think like just him being cooked in the sun for that long? Like, is could this be what gave him the fire powers, or like was it more from the explosion? Do you guys think? Or I don't. I'll, or... I'll go from the explosion. I think if yeah. the sun did anything, it probably cooked his brain. That's right. Yeah. That's probably why he's going. <laughs> made him, made him bulletproof, now. baby. He's bulletproof, apparently. Yeah, I agree with Ellie on that one because uh, we learned later on. Like, I was getting X Men Two flashbacks on how he activates his power. He just needs like the flint, or he just needs like some right. some yeah. spark. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like yeah, the bullets, I guess, are what uh, lets that spark the gunpowder or something. There's some kind of incendiariness to it. So yeah, uh, yeah, basically that's that's what that's my take. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And and I, I like here, I thought this was super interesting too, as like right when he burns them, him just saying like, no, no, like him kind of like freaking out to himself. So, I, and I know we had a lot of questions last issue or I, I did personally kind of like what this thing, what this kind of um, disaster did to him, kind of did it take his soul? Is that still him? Is it a different person? Is he possessed? Like, it's kind of it's kind of all up in the air, but him just regretting that choice definitely mm. put, puts up a lot of questions. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. My thoughts are constrained to the next page when we get the intro with Gigi or Georgia, because, OK, this I ju- this just clicked for me as I was looking at the page over again. Like, I do find her face looks very similar to BB and plus Georgia is shortened to Gigi oftentimes so we have he left bb for gg and i don't think he ever got over her and just tried to you know do that so i i hopefully it. not ruining georgia for everybody but yeah that's just my my non sequitur. <laughs> i love that no that's great and she th- this issue I, I don't know about you guys but really made me love this character i know li- georgia? later on yeah yeah georgia, yeah georgia in particular just really really made me come come like on the whole as like i wasn't really in on the character but yeah absolutely loving her now pretty yeah. sure this is like the most mm-hmm. i guess screen time or speech yeah. she's had in any single issue so far it definitely gets um helps us get to know her better she will get to it but she has one of my favorite lines like yeah 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 not in this book but the whole massive so far yeah yeah she's really badass has a strong character moments and we talked about this earlier but i think that the strength of the series is like not so much the sci-fi even though it does that well or like the the futuristic city and all the you know the the autocratic you know rise of ai stuff i think the strength is of the characters and their internal dramas their relationships uh we've seen bb has a lot of complicated relationships with uh, different friends um and I really find this particular friendship intriguing because, yeah, there's no like sexual like tension or anything there. This is like a pure friendship where they're brought together by by someone else that they both love. And yeah, we'll see more of that later. All that tension was taken between her and Eddie at, at that point. But yeah, no, it's true. It is a nice actual friendship. And we'll get to the speech later. But it, I think George, like Ali's right. George's character got the best development she's gotten so far. Yeah. yeah. And she told off, what's her name? Maria. Like. <laughs> it's like fuck your coffee <laughs> i love how she didn't even take a sip she threw that yeah. whole coffee out she didn't take a single sip it was very badass like it, it was like a yeah. i don't know like this whole scene reminded me of like if you guys have ever seen the tv show house of cards 
Like there's a lot of character moments that are very similar to this, where like someone has like a very badass moment. And they show you like, oh, their morality is actually in the right place, <laughs> and just the whole like sunglasses meeting at like a discreet location, trying to be like all nonchalant. Like I love this whole like page, honestly, really cool. I do feel yeah. bad for Maria though for what's coming because I mean, obviously, I don't know if her and BB were like, I don't think they were officially like an item, but I mean, there's definitely going to be some feelings trampled on if uh, the pirate stuff continues. Yeah. And and also before going ahead, um, can't skip over our boy Max Sands. Uh, ma- makes an appearance <laughs> right. quickly, quickly again in the the first page here, just tr- trying to get some soups on BB as always. Uh, just trying to trying to get up in the ranks, you know. But yeah, it is nice nice to see that common name all the time. Kind of the most the most famous reporter in the Massiverse. Um, he's he's uh, definitely the most infamous. For yes. sure, uh, that, that's for sure. that's probably more appropriate, I would say. But, uh, um, yeah, Hardcastle or whatever, Alicia Hardcastle, I think the one that uh, did the the Radiant Red stuff. I think she's the most efficient journalist we've seen, like the best. If okay. gonna yeah. 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 She, we have Julia Page too. Okay. Don't forget, don't forget about yeah. Julia Page and her mom. Oh, that's, yeah, true. That's, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. We, we got I mean, just a lot of reporters. Roster of reporters <laughs> on the Massiverse now. Uh, Massiverse reporter tier list coming next up. No, I'm just kidding. Ryan, where's the uh, where's Rogue Sons reporter at large? That's what oh, we yeah. need. Rogue Sons the only one without one. Watch him give that. us like a supernatural like reporter from another realm, <laughs> just like a flying quill or something like a Shazam. You, know? you never know. They had the quill. The doorman could, could have be been great. a journalist. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, um, we were bouncing constantly between two different uh, places in the story. Obviously, the first is we're seeing what's going on in Morrow behind the scenes with some certain characters as they're uh, navigating the BB situation. BB being missing. Uh, by all accounts and you know some parties are informed because as we find out later there's a leak right someone leaks her position and nobody really knows like who and it's it's i think the most interesting part of this okay or this issue one of the most interesting parts of this issue is seeing how everybody in the company responds to the leak <laughs> it's just like everybody has their own opinion on like what how they feel about oh it's like media. Eh, whatever it's more of a nuisance to actually like do something about it like you know figure out so that was interesting but i do want to point to this page where she's sitting with pyre somewhere in jordan and she's looking at the ghost and asking him, like, who are you? Then who the hell are you? Or what the hell are you? Sorry. And that's where Pyre actually replies. So you're talking to me. So I found that particularly interesting. But yeah, he, this is where he reveals the more that he like his gloves are lined with Clint and he just needs a spark. Very cool development. I like the whip, like the little whip aesthetic, like the fact that it's like yeah. very ghost writer-y, right? Yeah, and I like, but all I need is a spark. Consider an upgrade, like, and maybe like I don't know if he's really planning on working with BB or he has more. He's more loyal to himself or whoever else. But all I need is a spark, which kind of works because that's really all he needed to get him back with BB, right? Because they've got the romantic history; they weren't just friends or whatever. Like they've got that, so that's kind of his end into you know we've seen that's kind of BB's weaknesses, uh, her connection to others, and when things get really intense, like it kind of changes her judgment a little bit or might get in the way of her missions when she's usually really really good with those kind of things. I, I don't know if this is intentional, but when you said Spark and BB clicked in my head, like she's the spark mm-hmm. that starts his flames. Yeah, yes. right. That's another thing too. That that's a, I didn't read it that way. I was thinking more of like her powers of electricity, but no, that's a good point too. Like, there's more to that. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you, what did you guys think of that moment where she looks at him and she's like, "What did shit say?" And he's like, "Don't know what you did to that dude in San Francisco, <laughs> but he sure as hell has a soft spot for you." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like what you guys think of that little exchange shift uh seems like has a little bit more than just respect for bb yeah well, he's about to he's about to be arrested soon he's got the the post office on his ass he's not gonna last too long so you're saying he's not gonna teleport into those dms is that what you're saying 
There's still a few issues left. But that, when she says, like, that's not the compliment you think it is. I don't think it was a compliment. He's like, I don't know. He just doesn't know this. He's like, I don't know what you did with this shift, dude. But yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, that, I, I remember in that issue, too. Definitely got the vibe that, like, he had that respect for her like like just like the the command and the leadership she she took so yeah i i i just love that definitely coming back and just kind of he- hearing it from him is is kind of cool for sure um and yeah just so- kind of also just hearing like learning that he's not really with shift that much like it seems like shift is more so just mm-hmm. kind of using him as a piece as well so i, I thought that was a kind of cool aspect too good point yeah um one thing i wanted to point out is like i've made the comparison of like um what's her name uh is it uh, kane yeah i've made the comparison of kane to wesker from resident evil and i just want to say like this fucking scene where kane just walks up to the camera and just like looks at dead face and that's like very wesker of her so i love that scene and the reaction by db is just perfection like i actually laughed out loud when i was reading it she was just like, god damn it i hate that bitch and it's just like <laughs> yeah you know what i mean we need more of that rivalry right like this reminds me so much like this rivalry between db and kane could be like like a terminator rivalry where it's like he's fighting one of the other terminators like it could be like one of those really fun rivalries where they just constantly try to fuck each other up every time i want to see yeah. more of that like i keep saying like we've seen kane make threats right we've seen valentine make threats but I want to see these ladies like put down some punches, you know. <laughs> I see them in see them action at least. Yeah, yeah, I gotta see them in action for sure. Yeah, no, that, that that's a good point. Ho- hopefully, we see that. Um, but I, I don't know. Kind of now, and and not skipping too much. I, I think we're gonna see a lot of mechs kind of down the line. But yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk more about that. But yeah, I I also this part here really like after they start kicking ass and just kind of them having their two heads together. That was kind of I, I don't know an unsettling moment in a way for bb like i, I was kind of like scared of what like like him literally saying i can make them burn and just like kind of the fire and destruction around definitely mm. uh definitely had me a, li- a little concerned i don't know about you guys but no it's worrisome right like pyre you know he's died and come back right he's got no faith in the system whereas bb feels like she can like work within it at least to like maybe improve it and like there is some kind of order with pyre you don't they could burn it all down right like there is definitely that element yeah yeah and it's got to be tempting too right it's like your complicated friend from way back in the times that he's back it's definitely difficult and I, I had my doubts for a second. I was like, oh, shit, they're going to go back to San Francisco and, like, burn Morrow down. But clearly that's that's not why it's up happening. Mm. And not that it needed to, but his mask is growing on me, too. Like, I really like the fire. It's faceless and stuff like that. Mm. But it's all it really needs to be for Pyre. Like, I I, uh, I dig it. Oh, yeah, I like the little, like, tinges of flames that come out that emanate from it. Yeah, it looks very yeah. cool. I do want to say, like, this page where they, like, head-to-head is really cool because it, like, it gives you that feeling of like, oh, they're channeling back to some of the hard times they experienced as like as a crew, right? Like as a, as a military crew working together. But at the same time, it's like a lot of this isn't necessarily different. It's like a different time, different place, different enemy, but they're still fighting, right? They're still fighting. And I think it's really interesting that, um, well, not too big a spoiler, but like later we'll see that there's another conflict between these two. But I thought like here, this gives me the idea that it could potentially be a diversion just because like they really did. It feels like this is an earnest makeup. Like they, they, you know, he's, he's, he's speaking to her desires. Like she does have a desire to want to burn Morrow down. Albeit she wants to do it in more ethical ways, you know, like not completely just go batshit crazy. But I, I think, yeah, like 
there's something here and I'm curious to see where it goes. But of course, the next page, we bounce back tomorrow. And here, there's, there's some interesting things happen. Obviously, we're back with Valentine and Maria. Maria is, is uh, telling her, you, you know, you know, she, she's trying to find out who leaked the story. And that's what she, that's when Valentine says we're investigating that. And then you notice that tomorrow scientists in the back are having some trouble with with the machines. So they notice that they're doing things that they're not necessarily like commanding them to do. And that's where you realize there's something wrong with the artificial intelligence of the machine or you suspect it and then it's confirmed later. So what do you guys this obviously seems like one of those moments in a story where it's like it's going to come back down later to be an important plot point. It does in this issue later on, but I think there's more to it. What did you think of this? Yeah, it was it was cool. Um, like r r right away off the bat, it, I it was kind of I I noticed that it was like only the Morrow bot. Um, in a way, so that that's kind of something to note. Um, so some oh interesting like through Morrow specifically, like it doesn't, and and obviously kind of a little spoiler later on. I don't know if uh like BB's robots can be hacked. Um, I'm not sure if they were. So I, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of a, a cool point. Um, but yeah, I think I can suspect who, um, who's, ha who's hacking these things, but um, it, it's, de it's definitely a cool mystery um, coming up and uh, can't wait to see some just mech. I think, <laughs> I think it's related to what happens at the end. Uh, if you don't mind 100%. me jumping. I mean, we may as well, right? Like, we yeah. Need, yeah. 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 Go it's, for it. I think that whole the, that whole sequence at the end where the AID artificial intelligence destruction something like that whenever that went online I think that was calling back to this moment. Okay. So light bulb moment. Do you think that the person who leaked it is Jimmy Moss and do you think yes. he's using newly integrated powers to override the AI systems to make them yeah. lethal? Yeah, I got my money on. And Moss. I think I think he's the person hacking all the bots and I think we're going to have Jimmy Moss versus BB Mech Battle at the end oh yeah because <laughs> bb's that'd be amazing yeah bb's bots aren't oh i'm sorry go ahead go ahead no no i well i, I was gonna say that uh, i think that that's probably the most likely theory i was thinking stoker has something to do with it i know stoker is like a flame relates to like flaming and like stoke and flames yeah, and stuff still, still don't know much about him which is cool. right like he he yeah. was introduced again right after the hacking started and in the fight and i didn't even really see him get knocked out in the fight like oh stoker's yeah. down like i didn't see him get hit in the fight so maybe he could be involved or like a man that Mar that uh, Jimmy Moss is hiring. But like, yeah, I definitely think that him getting bathed in the uh, tech goop or whatever would give him the ability to maybe override the bots and stuff. Anyways, continue. Uh, I just wanted to ask, I don't think BB's bots are AI, right? Like she controls them with her powers, but it's yes. not like yeah. they're automated. That, like regular yeah. Mara bots. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's so right. he can't hack them. Yeah. Yeah. This next page where like BB's finally back at uh, at Morrow headquarters and she's like looking out the window and they're like, BB, that gave me like such Danny Rand flashbacks of like when he first comes back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, oh, Danny Rand. <laughs> Danny, it's yeah. so good to see you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you know? It's just like that. Like they're all, I mean, like Gigi, as uh, as Matt called her, was definitely happy to see uh, yeah. BB. And BB even looks a bit shook. shook like, what the fuck? <laughs> like she's getting hugged. That, that, like, that, know, that, like, hug, that hug really hit different later too like hearing that line oh. like later on and hearing that meaning like just seeing that relief and kind of just that she's safe is uh yeah it was was nice to see for sure and yeah bb just kind of out of breath there i, lo I love the facial expression on like just that hug we've all gotten one of those big hugs from a relative or so like any any someone that's kind of just choked you up so yeah i kind of that, that was great there mm. see after after um what's her name not Valentine. 
Yeah, Valentine. After Valentine starts uh, briefing or debriefing BB, I'm starting to think like, how much does Valentine really know? Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. Seen, like where's Kane, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and even even like she might be saying, yeah, it's classified, but it's also making me think like how far up the command chain she is. That how much she really knows about what's going on. Like, does she really know that Kane took the the power goo tomorrow and now he's using it? I don't think Kane is that deep in the chain of command that she knows that kind of stuff. Uh, not Kane, Valentine. Sorry, some void rival shit right here. Gorians yeah. versus Zertonians. <laughs> was that? There's one moment the latest issue where the guy was like, "Ha ha ha! You backstabbed me and look where it got you!" And he just like laughs his ass off. And I'm like, "This is so good! Like, I pay money to see this shit on TV." I was like, "This is so good." But yeah, no, this is. I love the 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 office like politics drama that's happening here because yeah, everyone's tense. You have all these like really powerful ladies and they're all just like starting to doubt one another. They don't even know what the fuck's going on. I don't even know what the fuck's going on because I don't know if like Valentine's telling the truth or not. I, I'm, I'm with Ali. I'm like, what 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 are her motives here? Like, is she a good yeah. employee? Is she just like, does she have her own like agenda? But it seems mm. like, I don't know. It seems like she just like is actually glad to see Bibi because according to her, it'd be more of a headache. Um, so then what, what did she say? She says, yeah, you failed your contracted mission. And for all we know, you could be compromised, right? So um, that, that's so that's where they tell her we need to know what happened to help you. And then she says, there's too many people trying to help me. So that's where we go back to the front of Mar. I mean, outside where San Francisco and we're seeing Pyre and Stoker have made their way. They're already back. And they actually address that one thing that we were talking about in previous episodes and a little bit we touched upon earlier, which is. You know, back then when Shift was there with the boys, they kind of just abandoned them. And this is where Pyre is saying, like, you saw what happened um, last time we walked away. Like, it, it just things just he says, and you remember what happened the last time we walked away. So he's just like, it seems like he's much more invested in what happens this time around. So I think moving forward, I think Pyre is 100% going to make a big move. Like, it, it, he's he seems like fully invested in what's happening here. Yeah, am I wrong in saying that Stoker doesn't get taken down though? Because I don't see the part where no. he does. I I don't see either. He last thing we see him, I think he just does like a yeah. kick. So it could uh, be yeah. a manipulation deal where the bots look like this, so BB trusts Pyre even more, and then Pyre can kind of like manipulate her. Because Dead Lucky is the like the biggest thorn in the side of Morrow. Basically, she might work for them, but if the the bots and everything and like what she represents is so powerful that they got to find a way to take her down. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and BB's getting bullied over like the fact that Pyre. Well, now that Morrow's basically informed Pyre's alive, and they're giving her shit about whether like her past is coming back to haunt her, right? They're like, "Oh, so your dead ex-boyfriend is now suddenly alive," and then she says, "He was never my ex. We were friends. It was complicated." And one of my favorite lines where Gigi hits her with the "You're complicated with a lot of your friends, <laughs> but this one is also a trained killer and a little insane." <laughs> It's just like you're complicated to a lot of your friends. I love it. She just gave it to her. But yeah, so this is the big moment that you were saying, you guys mm -hmm. were talking about. She was saying, you know, I know it's been a lot, blah, blah, blah. But she said, that's what I like about you. And then she says, Georgia says to BB, it's why I could never get mad at Eddie when he would drop everything to spend hours in that stinky garage building. Uh, you a robot. It's why I helped him design the suit. And BB's like, why don't you hate me? And she said, I almost did, but it felt wrong to hate the person that Eddie loved enough to die for. And she said, there's enough hate in your heart for the both of us, BB, enough damage and hurt. I'd rather honor Eddie by loving you instead. And I'll do whatever I need to protect you. BB's already pretty shook and she's just like, oh, emotionally taken right away by that. Yeah. 
Yeah. How much worse with is Gigi, where she can basically say you get around a lot and you have a lot of hate in your heart and still get her to cry and be like, oh, I do. You know what I mean? But like it was, uh, you know, I'm joking, but it was super nice. And like you can see how G- uh, Georgia and Eddie ended up together because they both have like a ton of heart that's just like pouring out of them with, you know, like uh, no one's you're, you're like, what are you running for Jesus? Like, I love you. I can see that like your spouse cared about someone else so much of the opposite sex or someone that they were they're formerly with. You know, and you're not only cool with that, like, I'll honor in your death, I'll do what I can to make sure that you're okay. Because right. if you care about you that much, you're good people. Right. Like, mad respect for Georgia for that, honestly. And to go to go back to what you were saying, man, how, like, she started off by saying uh, one thing and ended up with that. She's yeah. she's a PR person. She knows how to speak and how to, like, flip yeah. things. You know, that's <laughs> yeah, literally yeah, her job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's true. Even, yeah, it was a couple issues ago. They were even talking about oh, she's getting, like, super good at just spitting that Morrow bullshit. At, right, uh, right. That, that's what BB was saying. So, yeah, 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 that could be. But, yeah, no, that was that was just an amazing line. And, yeah, I was I almost joined bb there just tearing tearing up as reading this but no it was it was it was it hit heavy for sure and um yeah really just i didn't really care about this character much before this but now it just kind of like yeah it solidifies her as one of the one of the mainstays of this series for sure which is yeah which is great and this is like our a force of the massive force really realistically if you look at it bb georgia and uh and maria like it's basically you know they're like a lethal team yeah. and it doesn't it's not it's just normal that they're just all women who care about this so much so i think it was that's really well handed that you just have a, like a bevy of badass female characters and you know still keeps it rolling yeah and i think the page where uh well obviously winston gives him an update saying like yeah like the your crazy ex is here he's he's hacked into one of the robots i'd be impressed or she's like the anarchist in me is impressed at that page where you see Pyre going to town on the robots with Stoker, like giving one of them like a, a little chop, and then you see him do the timber thing with the flaming um, whip. I really like the first of all the colors on this page are absolutely glorious. So Mattia, yeah. Mattia Yacona doing another like amazing, wonderful job with the colors. Every issue just giving his his, his all. But that that one um, panel where you see like through the robot's point of view and you see like it's like red fading out, just as if it's like you know going unconscious or losing control of the system that was fucking incredible really loved that one page illustrate the yeah. you know the visceral nature of the scene and how, how much damage pyre is doing and i just want to say like pyre is is on fire like literally like he's just un- like pyre unleashed here they they, they they took off the leash and they were like just go all out love it mm, yeah yeah I'll, also real quick just wanted to point out um bb before like before she actually go, goes to that scene like just just that quick suit up montage like like her still with the with the full suit on that with, with the helmet that looks that would look super badass so badass yeah. Yeah, it was I, miss I, lucky I, like the mr knight kind of get up it's good it's pretty cool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no that, that's that's, that's pretty cool and, and, I, and, and i actually totally um i forgot about this kind of rereading through the series earlier is that like the skull was george's idea like in creating mm. the costume um so yeah that, that that's oh right of, right yeah she did just kind of puts puts yeah more just things that that make her an awesome character but yeah, it's almost so. their child like the dead lucky is almost like the love child of like all the soldiers georgia eddie and bb like so many people came yeah. together to make this and that's why i think they part of the reason why it's the dead lucky it's not just kind of like one like bb obviously wears the mantle but so many things have to come together for such a force to overthrow morrow and continue on mm. so i think that's really cool for sure yeah Love the page with all the bots uh, assembling together, like BB coming, crashing onto the scene, uh, fire hitting her with the "you came in a tank." Not exactly a fair fight. <laughs> it's just like, you know, 
just chaos on the scene. And well, that's where she tells him, you know, this isn't the right way. He says, you and I can agree to disagree. I'm still like not 100% convinced that there, this is not a diversion of sorts. Like as far as I, as far as I understand the situation is that BB and Pyra's uh, motives are aligned. So I don't see why they would suddenly go from making up to fighting. I think there's a plan that they are doing in secret. I'm hoping there's a plan they're doing in secret. Otherwise, this is very sudden turn. Um, and I think we'll see it come into play in the next issue. Who knows? But I really do like uh, the next scene where we see the Marobots basically, like you guys said, the AID protocol confirmed, which is access what? What is it called? Access. Uh, a, it's the A protocol. A oh, artificial AID. intelligence destruction protocol. So basically, they are now uh, authorized to use lethal force. And mm. we end the issue with BB and Pyre back to back, surrounded by Marobots. Next title of the next issue is The Fun Never Stops. Love it. Um, so I'm just curious. Like, obviously, there were a lot of twists and turns this issue. What do you guys think? Is this a diversion or is Pyre suddenly. Uh, turned and now that their backs are pressed against the wall or against each other, they have to work together. What, what do you guys think is happening? I think it could be a diversion because what you said about Pi, like what you said about Pyra just a few, a few minutes ago, like what, that is really a brought from like, all right, let's talk, and I'm gonna go and just like take out these boss in the street. Like he'd, he'd be way more stealth about it, right? It seems too much like a distraction. What about you? Guys? That, yeah. Also, I I think I th um to note it's kind of interesting that like we didn't really see the conversation they had like after they talked about destroying the robots and then they just appear in New York. So we don't really see their conversation of, okay, I'm going to do this kind of what their goals are. Um, I'm, I'm kind of starting to think this guy is just like, just straight up a morrow hater. And he just fucking, <laughs> he just genuinely hates them and wants to take them down. Um, but I, I don't know. I, it, it made me really curious just at first, like him burning all those people and yelling no to himself. I'm, I'm wondering if he's in full control or not, or like if he's fighting something. Um, I, I, I have no idea, but uh, I love where it's going. I think that what Bashamet said has some legs. I think they are still working together as in Dead Lucky Empire. But at the same time, I think the bots turning on them is Morrow or Jimmy Moss trying to show the public that dead lucky is working with the terrorist pyres no. to change public perception. that's that's where i'm going but the yeah, the one good. thing that's i good. can't i can't figure out is what the hell happened to stoker he just vanished maybe he's jimmy moss he never spoke he never spoke he never took off his mask he very well could be Maybe Daft Punk's reuniting. I, there's a lot of possibilities <laughs> out there, but no, I think that that's interesting. Jimmy, we didn't see him talk. It could have easily been Jimmy Moss with the helmet. That's true. We gotta see oh, him next issue, helmet. right? Because we haven't seen him since yeah, the bathtub. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy we finally absent. got a name. Stoker, I meant yes. for Stoker. Sorry, right. I'm happy we finally yes. got a name. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah, also, sure. if you just look up Pyre in the dictionary, it's a heap of combustible metal, especially one of a burning corpse as part of a funeral ceremony. So Ooh. I like the idea of him just be that's like awesome. maybe he just straight up is dead. Like he did die. I, I, there's some interesting elements that it'd be cool if he was undead. Like, and the mystery continues as to whether the spirit that BB's talking to is him, and maybe both are true. Maybe this is him yeah. come back to life and the spirit exists. The two split when he died, and somehow he was reincarnated and recharged like a robot. The memories are still there. Who even, not like an actual robot, but you know what I mean? Like, it, it's interesting. There's a lot on the table for that. And I think the pyre element has been a really one of my favorite elements of Dead Lucky period. And I think it's been pretty cool. Mm. I like uh, that, yeah, especially pyre, with all the, the zombie imagery in the beginning. 
So is it safe to say that like Pyre is the best character out of Dead Lucky that's not Dead Lucky? Uh, yeah. I think that's pretty safe to say. George I think at this point, yeah. yeah, George is gaining on him. Maybe, maybe Kane, but we just haven't seen enough of Kane. Like, yeah. really, in it's probably the yeah. The second biggest character might be Garcia or Lopez, maybe, but. Yeah. yeah no yeah i would agree with that i would agree with that so yeah. so many good characters but yeah no it's awesome having a villain kind of at the top too that's awesome yeah Not i really just feel villain. like the way his story evolved like we see him as a super background character in one of the ghosts then we see him come back we learn his motives yeah. i feel like there's been so much happening with pyre it's really interesting yes. to see yeah mm. yeah that's a good point and i gave zero like i i did yeah just first seeing him we were like okay or i was like oh yeah he's one of shift's goons but yeah, yeah. Just, just seeing that development it was, is is super cool. Um, right and, at the top, and yeah, can't wait to see see them mess up a bunch of robots for sure. That's gonna be and the awesome. connection with BB too like, explains why BB would trust him more. It's like, okay, they're they had a very intimate relationship, and also like she feels responsible for his death. So there's like so much reason for her to be like, all right, I got to give this guy yeah. a chance. That's true. So what you're saying is uh, BB is the inferno to his ignite. <laughs> <laughs> hey, see, I mean, I'm just saying, yeah, right? yeah, she's the yeah. spark to that fire. Uh, might bit, be onto yeah. something. <laughs> I, I love, I do love that. Like, if you look at the last uh, three, like three covers, I guess not including this, so the last two covers, Dead Lucky Seven and Eight. I like that he's been a focal point of both covers. Yeah. And then, if you look at the last like four issues, he's been a, a big part of that. I really am enjoying him as a character. Like, I feel like I'm really impressed by the massive versus ability. All these creators, whether it's like the writers Melissa Ryan or or Kyle or or Kyle and Brian on No One, like everyone being able to bring in these side characters and then they become not so much side characters, but actually like over time, crucial characters that are important to the story that have been there in the background. Now I'm thinking which one of the no one characters is this character? <laughs> like which one of those is going to be like the pyre of that story, but that's for another a discussion for another time. Also, it's getting to the point where I'm going to be a little disappointed if there's no BB in the catalyst war, because we have giant ass mm. robots potentially getting taken right. out. Like, mm. come on, it's a war. We have a veteran and she can take care of over robots. I don't know. I don't know. I, I like BB being the leader in super massive. Like moving forward, yeah, like if, they, if there ever like it fits her, yeah. Like she has the experience, she yeah. has the the mindset, and like everyone else is like children. Even Marshall, even though he's an adult, he's a child. The most Especially part. Marshall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like you got someone like BB in there. Like you have some leadership, you know, like a good uh, yeah, like a good guide. So yeah. I'm curious to see how that role develops, and who knows, like maybe one day i'm just throwing this out there like purely spitballing. Maybe one day no one will meet the others. Who knows? I'm not likely, obviously, but who knows. Never know. Yeah, I could see that being on the table for sure. And um, also, bef before we close anything, um, I want to see um, – it doesn't really show it on the last page, but I was kind of just assuming like, like when we see Pyre and Dead Lucky back-to-back, -back, um, I'm assuming like BB's robots are still kind of on, on her side. Like they weren't yeah, hacked. Yeah, yeah. Because they – if you yeah, look yeah. at the on – the, on the last page of the first panel, the, the Marobots are still shooting at – or mechs. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it should be an interesting fight. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be action packed. There hasn't been like a ton of action this run, right? So it's. It, I think it's gonna be Ooh. definitely feeling that void. Yeah, and yeah. that next next cover too features some some other cool looking robots that we haven't really seen before, that kind of style. So yeah, we'll probably see some new technology. So yeah, we. Sorry. Yeah, we've got several things coming up. 
um, for the Massiverse. Unfortunately, it's still a weird uh, time in the Massiverse right now. Lots of delays. Uh, one of the newest updates regarding delays is that Radium Black has been delayed again. Um, it's going to be FOC'd again uh, this week uh, through Lunar. There was some sort of issue before. So it's going to go back on final order cutoff. And then it's now releasing October 25. No one number six says it's scheduled for next, uh, sorry, for two weeks from now. So October 11th. And then Rogue Sun number 16th is scheduled for October 18th. So next week, we don't have any Massiverse books, unfortunately. Gives you time to catch up on other books. Um, and of course, please check out our interview with Brian Bucciolato. We talked a lot of good things. His book, Midlife Number One, or Midlife or How to Hero at 50, number one, is dropping October 11th as well. So same week as the next issue of No One, which is perfect for Brian when you think about it. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to label October 11th, Brian Bucciolato week. Make sure you pick up the books. <laughs> pick uh, up the books, check out, out the interview. It's called Midlife. Uh, check out the yep. interview. A lot of cool tidbits in there about that yeah. and Godzilla. It was uh, really uh, Godzilla, really good yeah. And, yeah, I'm kind of, real quick on that. Um, speaking about a uh, quick, quick shout-out to a fantastic book, um, Spear, uh, Cy Spear's new uh, Flash um right. book um but yeah i had the first preview i saw of uh like they had the preview of the godzilla verse um just oh, yeah. in the back or whatever so yeah that was that was awesome to see a preview was it that. daily planet stuff or something different was it like uh, the scene i like think the... i think it's different ones in the, different books yeah it, Ooh, the one i saw was shit. superman proposing trying to propose to lois okay. at the top yeah, that was the ign one so, yeah. yeah and then there's green yeah. lights yeah barry and flash are in the yeah. or, sorry, i say this because i need no previews like watchtower trust me you're gonna want to pick this up this sounds like it's gonna be one of the best crossovers in recent years like right. i'm hyped yeah. as hell for this it's the, the fall of godzilla kicks off with uh, justice league godzilla and kong it's gonna be a good time yep. don't miss and it. he said if they do well they might we might get more so sure what to so. do it's an yeah. awesome concept. Like, yeah, that, that's that's great. Toho might uh, be a little more lenient. So there's some things that, you know, might be coming along the pipeline. Be like, well, why isn't so-and-so? Like, trust me, Brian's fighting for it. And pick up more copies if you want to see it happen. Because Brian, he's, he's a fan. He's a fan. He's got the the Kong tattoo, the Flash tattoo. I mean, he, he's, he's the man for the job. So, yeah, check that out. Midlife, it's popping off. And, yeah, just a fun interview and a great book. Definitely. So I think that's it for Massiverse uh, stuff. In terms of uh, Dead Lucky, don't forget that for the next issue of Dead Lucky, there's going to be a uh, Walking Dead variant. So for those of you who are big time fans of the image, make sure you get the Walking Dead 20th anniversary variant. They're going to be, I can't recall if they were connecting or not, but they look like they're going to connect. I think I they are connecting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if they tried not to, to make connecting covers, they screwed up. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they connected. On a side Andrew note, Firepower is ending, which is mm. sad. Uh, 30 issues. Uh, we're get, we got 27 come out today. Uh, issue for 28 is on FOC, and there's a Walking Dead variant for that as well. That's really cool. And a Peanut Butter Dreaming variant, which is so yes. cool. So <laughs> I recommend checking Firepower out if you haven't already. And if you're uh, st still reading it, stick with it till the end because we're almost there, and it's been quite a journey. Uh, anyway, it says um, – I, I I know Talking Smack. So shout out to Talking Smack Pod. They – did a massive month, which was really cool. Just a month with different weeks of interviews with different Massiverse creators. Uh, mm -hmm. Super good stuff. So check that out if you haven't. We, we retweeted also in our socials. And um, they talked to Melissa. They talked to Kyle. And in the Kyle interview, there's a lot of really cool things. I highly recommend checking out. But they even asked Melissa, but I haven't listened to that 
uh, interview yet, but they asked Melissa like if it's going to end at 12 issues. So I wonder what she said. I'll check that out and you know, let you guys know. But really sad if it does end in 12 issues. Like Charlie was saying, it's been solid. It's been nice having like a solid uh, massive verse book to look forward to that wasn't Radiant Black or, or Rogue Sun that was very different. But of mm. course, that just means there's more to look forward to. The trade is out. The first trade. Go check that out. And yeah, anything else? Melissa's um, dropping Power Rangers books too, so like she's still writing yeah. Power Rangers. So and what when's um, Spider Gwen coming out too? That's I, I don't I think know. No, that's November. Coming. November. So yeah, I, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's an ongoing or a limited, but yeah, I can't. can't like four or five issues, not. probably she's limited. Got her, she's got her hands it's, full. It's on like Spider Gwen yeah. on tour or something like that. It's a cool concept. Spider Gwen like Smash, that. I think something like that. Something like yeah. that. But yeah, it looks yeah. cool. Yeah, and I I, I will good. say if it does indeed end at twelve, um, I hope we can can campaign or ho- hopefully eventually um we need a dead lucky hardcover or something we, we need a radiant black oh, hardcover yeah. first but like if we could just get all those 12 issues bundled up in a nice hardcover that'd be that'd beautiful be cool. so yeah. oh one last thing i'm glad you reminded me new york comic con is coming up two things you might want to know if you're interested in going to new york comic con a there's going to be a massiverse meetup in new york around the time of the con same way they did it before in chicago uh, they're going to do one in New York. If I were in the area, I would definitely go. That just sounds like it's going to be a blast. Make mm. sure you check out Kyle Higgins' newsletter, reading Black Newsletter, Black Market, or you know, Black Mail, something like that. And um, you can see all the information. And if you're going to New York Comic Con, they're doing enamel pins or something like that. If you've seen the IGR Kickstarter, they're there, but they have the, all the pins at the Comic Con. So it's like mm. all the Radiance, uh, Dead Lucky, Rogue Sun. All the big characters from the Massiverse have their pins. They look perfect incredible. for your Crocs and everything. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't Crocs. judge. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, perfect for your backpacks as well. Your your your, your shirts, your your jackets, everything. I highly yeah. recommend checking out the pins. I I I know a few of us, at least like three of us here. Like when we backed IGR, we got the pins. <laughs> I, I didn't. Like, yeah. I I I spent a fair share of that, but like I'll see the pins around. The pins are nice. I'm hoping like a set, mm-hmm. and I can go around like Gary Oak yeah. with my twelve from. <laughs> <laughs> no, they look quality. They look man. Jesus Christ! Sorry, I, was, I wasn't expecting that. It's just like I got this from the New Orleans City gym. I beat Rogue Sun. Let's get the air going. Let's get Pokemon Go. But yeah, no, check, guys, check, check out the pins. Right, check out the pins. If you go to New York Comic Con, take pictures of the Massiverse shit that happens. I heard there's a Massiverse announcement that's being saved for that convention. So. Oh, you know, there's cool. something. They always have something crazy. Even Brian's working on something cool too, which he pointed out in the interview. So, like, I'm excited for for the reveals alone. And are they on the show floor? Because like that's the coolest when they're on the show floor. You don't really have to wait. You're just around there. Like I met Kirkman at a booth like that. And you're like, holy shit, it's so cool. So I don't definitely, know. I know. I know Michael's going. Like nice. Michael Basuto's going. Yeah, and like he he usually the legend. Like, it's a lot. Yeah, exactly. Michael the legend Basuto. It's a it's a pretty like long trip to make. So I'm assuming if Michael's going, oh there's gonna be a, like a Michael worthy announcement you know yeah hoping. exactly yeah. maybe yeah. more cards maybe a second expansion pack another deck nice that, that would be amazing oh my god yeah yeah but anyways guys see those posters behind charlie right before we see those posters one one last shill for the road there's really cool posters behind charlie you can actually buy those right now from the black market narrative store so if you've yeah. always wanted one of those posters like us and you've never been yeah. able to make the shout out chris like shout us. out chris has his nice yeah. Yeah, Chris Balga from uh, yeah. yeah, a friend of the podcast community member yeah. runs several shows that are really good. He just put uh, like World's Finest True Believers as for an example. He just put his images, his posters up, and framed them really nice frames and everything. Yeah, they look glorious. 
Yep. And I know a lot of you guys ask about them. So if you want them, go to the Black Market Narrative store. Yeah. They're there. They're still, your up. Posters. They're still up. Yep. Yeah. Show them off. I'll send them right to you. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. And um, yeah, we'll see you next time. Stay radiant.